Welcome to The Big Deal with Glenn Ferris, episode 49. I'm Glenn Ferris, and today I get to share a great conversation with the legend of Southeast Little D, Christopher Avant, or as you may know him, A.V. the Great. Go ahead and Google his new record, No Fake Handshakes. Uh, He's got videos on YouTube, tracks on SoundCloud, Spotify, everywhere you listen to music, his record is there. And I'll tell you what, it's great. I'm sitting here in my office watching some of his latest videos on the YouTube, and I'll tell you what, it's so great to see where Chris has brought his brand and his business since we met back in 2011. A.V. the Great has been real busy getting after it, and I love that. That's awesome. I've got all the links we talk about over at glennferriscommercial.com if you missed them, so go ahead and head that way. And I'm slowing down on social media right now. Just don't feel like it's the right time for me to chime in about anything. I'm going to be posting the podcast episodes there, but that's about it. At Glenn Ferris, you know where to go. As always, thank you so much for listening. The amount of feedback I get on these episodes is amazing. It's great, and I really appreciate all the messages. Uh, Go ahead and get on your podcast app and do a search for The Big Deal with Glenn Ferris. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, you will get notifications every time I post. And I'm posting these episodes once a week. Typically Thursday or Friday they come out. And if you like what you hear, tell a friend. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Anyways, I hope you find this conversation helpful and as awesome as I did. Now here he is, A.V. the Great. so good to have you on yeah man absolutely i'm glad to be here <laughs> yeah so so somebody tagged you in a comment yeah. of a facebook post uh-huh i forget what it was i think i posted it was jenna's podcast jenna duncan yeah i posted hers and then in the comment section of that post somebody was like you gotta meet chris yeah my man you, you gotta get him on and i was like dude i know chris come <laughs> yeah. on i've known chris for a long time yeah so, so what was funny was i was sitting there thinking i was trying to remember how we met where we kind of hooked up mm-hmm. i don't remember the year but it was because of music yeah it was probably around um 2011 yeah 2012 and uh-huh. um i was just really getting my feet wet um, with my music career, I had been releasing prior, but I was just starting to get the recognition, and um, I, I I needed shows, yeah, and I needed uh, access to venues around Ditton, and uh, you know we met, and you, you know you gave me the green light. You know, great. it was uh, Dave Sims connected us, I think. Yeah, do you remember Dave? Yeah, yeah. Dave. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we yeah. Uh, forget where we hung out, but we hung out a little bit, and I was like. Yeah. Man, this guy's got it going on. <clears throat> I think we hung up, hang out at uh, Pascal. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We hang out at Pascal. We had a right. drink and a talk. For oh, sure. man. That was awesome. Yeah. And I remember booking, you had, you had a band, you had some tracks out at the time that were really good. And what I liked about it was you, you heard about a lot, you heard a lot about the Dallas uh, hip hop and right. rap scene, but not so much from Den at the time. I was like, right. surely, surely we have to some talent here. Yeah. And man, you brought it and it's, and it was very, it was very Dittany. Like I remember yeah. at one point you had this like massive band. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, absolutely. It was just like this live absolutely. jam. A oh, man, it yeah. was killer. Yeah, man. 
And that was like the Haley's days. Did yeah. we do any shows at Haley's? Yeah, yeah. Haley's. Um, and then Dan's. Uh, Dan's. We did did yeah. we did we do a weekly at Dan's? We were doing a uh, like a monthly. Monthly, that's yeah, it. Was, yeah, it was yeah, a monthly yeah. at Dan's. It was called Raw and Underground. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. you'll like it. And everyone ended up loving it. It was great. Yeah, it was, um, man. It, it turned out to be something great. We did like 10 of them. Uh, really? Sure. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That is awesome. All right. So let's get to the, 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 the topic of the day. I mean, yeah. everyone's... Uh, it's so crazy the timing on this this yeah. is insane yeah because i was messaging you yesterday like, like dude did you see this coming <laughs> yeah. and after yeah. years you know being living downtown i've seen every cycle of every protest to get rid of the confederate statue right but yesterday yeah and eads opens up with hey we're moving it yeah we're just gonna get rid of it what are your thoughts how'd you feel i mean i was so elated and uh, you know excited and just you know, tears came to my eyes, you know, uh, after years of, you know, just wanting it to be removed and having conversations with people of just how much trauma it, it, it brings to us in our community and uh, even with my family members. And, you know, I have an uncle who passed away uh, last year, but, you know, my grandmother, when, they was, when he was a kid, you know, was taking them, you know, took him a, a walk on the square and he took a, a drink from the wrong side, mm -hmm. and you know, you know, two white older white guys, you know, looked at my grandmother and was like, "Is that your boy?" And she was like, "Yes, that's my son." And you better teach him something before you don't have one. Oh, and that stuck with her. That stuck with him. And that's you know the pain I was seeing in his eyes. And he told me that story so many times. And you know, just to see the thing removed, you know, it I, it was not fun just telling my, even my daughters what that statue was and, and why it's there. And How old is your daughter? My daughters are uh, 10 and 8, and then I also have a newborn. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, man. Yeah, Newborns like are great. Months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, you know, yeah. describing the 10-year-old the and the 8-year-old, you know, what that stood for. And you know, even they would ask questions like, "Well, well, why is it here? Why won't they move it?" And that's um, a hard conversation to have. Yeah. Well, and just uh, what a this day and age, what a dumb conversation to have to yeah. have with it with it with a kid who that's the generation that is hopefully going to get over all of this stuff. Yes. Like your kids, then yeah. you know, it's like they yeah. the we want them to wonder why why was this ever a thing? Exactly. It's like continue that. Yeah, we'll fix it. Exactly. But you just keep <laughs> questioning <Yeah>. why. <laughs> why? why? Yeah. You know, I mean cuz you don't you're not going to find any Nazi monuments anywhere around Jews. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And um yeah. that's the best way to put it. You know, for anybody who has any um you know, questions about, you know, why are we so upset about it? You know, we'll ask a Jew if they want to see Nazi monuments. Yeah. Do, do they really need to be reminded of their history? Yeah. I mean, they we know. Yeah, we know. We, we all know. Yeah. This is not going to be gone in history. I mean, we're going to be taught this in school, but we don't have to see it every time we walk, yeah. uh, drop by. Yeah, and it's the symbolism. And I remember in 2014 or 15, uh, so I had the blog, we didn't do it. Yeah. And, and we... At that time, with that round of protests, yeah, I got 
pretty involved with it because it's, I mean, it's my front yard living downtown. Yeah. And researching like where it came from, the history of how <laughs> yeah. it got there. Yeah. These weren't Civil War people putting this nah, up. Not at all. These were racist in 1918. Yes. The same year Quakertown happened. Yes. What, and such an embarrassment, such an embarrassment that yes. the the whole Quakertown saga was whitewashed from our history. We yeah. didn't talk about that. Right. It, it didn't get named Quakertown until I think it was like 2001 or 2002. Exactly. I mean, it they I mean, they really and it wasn't until the 90s that they actually uncovered all that history. Yeah. Just one talked about. Yeah. So absolutely man. yeah the more i explain it's almost like if you look at it from the surface level mm-hmm. uh, maybe some history you know some you know relatives or you know people who are in the military or something but now that ain't it at all yeah it's so disconnected it's, that's not it i mean the, yeah. the doc uh funded a lot of these monuments we'll say what that is because so the, people the daughters know. of the confederate right yeah. uh, so they they put up a lot of these monuments and they funded a lot of things for the for the for the clan yeah. across the south and you know i think it was Clavering uh 136 number 136 was the chapter here in the DFW and didn't pretty yeah, much yeah. so i mean it's just wrong mm-hmm. and it's time for it to go and i it i don't i have a i have a 3 month old man i don't want to have that conversation with her yeah I don't want her to feel like I felt yeah. when I learned what it was at a young age. And I don't want her to feel like her older sisters when I had to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, we were, we even talked about this a little bit downtown. The fact that, you know, I'm booking shows in like a couple of different rooms mm-hmm. here in Denton. And, you know, there, there's such a disconnect between this neighborhood and on the other side of the tracks. And that's, yeah. And that's something that really bothered me at the time. But then it was like, well, yeah. we got right here front and center. We have this, <laughs> we never felt don't forget who's here, in charge <laughs> around here. That's statue. exactly it's always how it's, like, it's always been. Yeah. So like, that's what I love about it is over there. It's such a, it's, it's symbolic, Yeah, but it's, it's the right type of symbolism, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and here's another thing we talked about a little bit also is, you know, we didn't just solve racism yesterday. No, not <laughs> at all. Didn't. Not at all. But it's a great symbol of like, you know what, yes. we're, we're doing the best we can and like what will follow if we can right. do this, right. what can follow. Yes. So, well, you grew up in Denton. Tell me a little yeah. bit about that. Uh, yeah, Southeast Denton resident, uh, Alexander Street, uh, you know, literally right by Fredmont Park. Yeah. And um, I mean, very vibrant community when I was growing up. Um, I mean, so many sports athletes came out there, and I mean, this. I come from the the generation that was winning the 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 championships with with Ryan and 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 in basketball and football. Yeah, you know, and the, all the great track stars and and baseball players that at didn't high. You know, that's those were, those are my peers. Yeah. So you can imagine growing up in that time, very competitive, a lot of love, um, a, a, a lot of knowledge going around. Uh, a lot of community um, parenting, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we was very close knit. You know, yeah. if if you do something, it's it's okay for the next the, the parent next door or around the corner to get on you because she's gonna go make sure she tells your grandmother what happened. You know, it's like it was it was like that. Uh, but at the same time, there was always that disconnect, and it was always that that fear or knowing that at some point. My options, just based off of what we see, my options were going to be 
I'm going to end up at alternative, at the alternative school, Fred Moore. Uh, and then I'm going to end up at juvenile. Then I'm going to end up at city jail. And I'm going to end up at county mm-hmm. jail. And I'm going to end up at the courthouse. And they're going to send me to TDC. Yeah. And I'm going to come right back and go to this graveyard in this neighborhood. Because that's all we saw. Yeah. I mean, you're talking yeah. geographically. You've got absolutely Morrison corn kits. You've got yep. the ready mix. Yep. You've got, is it Greenwood Cemetery right there? Yeah. And then on the other side, you've got neighborhood. Yeah. But then on the other side of it, you've got county juvie uh courthouse courthouse city jail and, uh, <laughs> so you're blocked in right by, we're blocked you, in yeah yeah can't go on that side right and then this side <laughs> right yeah. absolutely yeah, i mean yeah. and like you know the only all black high school was you know fred moore high school and it was turned to the alternative school so yeah. uh you know that's just that type of energy yeah you know growing up in that type of energy you kind of feel helpless at times mm-hmm. and you're not even knowing it that's what you call systemic hmm. oppression yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, well, it's like the structure, the architecture yeah. of oppression or the pets, the power structure, I guess, that yeah. you're built into. Right. So you knew at that time, I mean, you're growing up in this, the tight knit neighborhood, but that's the feeling yeah. where you're growing up. Absolutely. And, yeah. it, you know, it's common too, you know, everybody, you know, where's the black people in Ditton yeah. growing up, you know, nobody's like, yo, where are they? They're, we're exactly where you don't want to go by. Yeah. You know, who wants to go by the jail? And there's no jobs over there. I mean, to this day, it's just bail bonds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a 7-Eleven now and, 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 you know, a subway, you know, cool. But, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's so much opportunity over there also as far as, like, what could be done. Like, Claire's Kitchen yes. is over there. Yes. I don't know if you've been by there. Yeah, that's my family, actually. Claire is really? my aunt. Really? Yeah, oh, no Claire kidding. is my okay, aunt. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. my, 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 probably my favorite aunt. Yeah. You know, she, <laughs> she helped raise me for sure. Yeah. So, uh, and, yeah. you know, her, her son um, and and his uh, uh, fiance are the one who uh, who runs it. Okay. And, and um, Manuel. Y- yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my big cousin. One of my mentors oh, in life. Great. And, you yeah. know, has always kept me straight. And yeah. anytime I was going the wrong way, you know, he'd be right there, you know, like get me back on track. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's always had a, um, a entrepreneur spirit. Yeah. Uh, he's tried different businesses at times. And sometimes he's ran into some, some issues with 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 police officers when we were trying to open these buildings and yeah. um but um it's 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 a lot of hustle in our family man yeah it's a lot of love and it's a it's a never give up energy with inside of our soul yeah to just push forward for you know our community our family in this city and you know take it worldwide yeah and it's so uniquely Denton I yeah mean, it really is yeah and what I've always said or thought about it and i thought about this deeply about the when i first started to really think about going back to the statue and going back to like how do we how do we get rid of this divide mm-hmm. is what i come what i've come to is that we need to depend on each other like, like you have this you have this setup in like in the neighborhood that's like you know you're in this together your mm-hmm. success is my success right that sort of relationship needs to that's what i that's what i'm talking about when i talk about the bridge is yeah your success needs to be our success when right. we bind each other yes or when we bind to each other like that like yes. a human uh then i think that's how you get rid of the the past racism and the past uh just stupid divides right. that that 
that we're all kind of we're we will continue to teeter on those right. things you know unless yeah. we just become each other's neighbor absolutely know? absolutely so. i think you know one of those things is um being able to add to the culture that's already there yeah you yeah. know it's like you know people talk about you know the, the square here and how you know things have changed and they don't like it but then you know a lot of things have been added to make the culture better too uh so things are changing over there and people are coming in they're, they're trying to change it and yeah. it's more like yo we're actually coming come and talk to some of the people that are there who already have things going and mm-hmm. partner with them to make the culture of that side better mm-hmm. you know and with they're bringing that together i think would help you know what i mean like we we need businesses over there uh that are for that side of district one yeah you know what i mean that yeah, people yeah. can't relate to mm-hmm. no need to go and just change any anything completely you don't even know how these people react to these things you like you gotta come over and feel the culture mm-hmm. you know you may want to ask me or you know what is what i already have on going on in business you may want to invest in that because maybe you would probably go ahead and get a, a big influx of business i know yep. what people want over there mm-hmm. or you may want to invest more in a, in a claris kitchen and help it get over here to the square mm-hmm. as well you know it's a good investment you got two locations already so, working on that one by the way so. oh, i like that i like that <laughs> but yeah, yeah so so people don't realize and i think like i think it was two years ago I was in the Juneteenth parade, I think, mm-hmm. which is coming up. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do a parade this year. I don't know if they can. I'm not sure. I wonder if they are. I'm not sure. But it ends up, it, it starts in the Civic Center, mm-hmm. comes up the square, and then goes to Southeast End, of, I guess, Fredmore Park right there. And man, it's like mm-hmm. the size of Jazz Fest, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's a part of Denton that, you know, you rarely go to, you know. Right. But it's like, man, there's a whole it's a lot. thing over here. Yeah. Giant block party. Everyone's cooking. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone. It's yeah. like lit over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So It's a vibe, man, for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's, it's so cool. It's, I mean, it's it's untapped the market that that needs uh needs, needs business, you know? It, yeah. need, it needs investment. It needs it needs the culture needs to be added to. I mean, since Quaker time, we basically haven't had anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? We well, just that's we, the crazy we pretty part. much had ideas. That's yeah. it. Well, that's the crazy part of that story is like the descendants of the folks who settled that area yeah. were the ones who were displaced from just south of TWU. Mm-hmm. And that area at the time, if, if you look at all the drainage, that's where everything drained. It was kind of like mm-hmm. the crappiest land <laughs> yeah. we could find was like, oh, by the way, here's... right. You know, we'll we'll purchase your nice little house over here, and now you get to go over here. Yeah. And, and at that time, we lost most of our like the the black leadership of our town. Yeah. That we had dentists and doctors and yes. attorneys. Yes. Most of them packed up they and packed, left. Packed up and left. Man. I said, screw this. Yeah. Killing. You're yeah. kidding me. Like yeah. so. We'll don't go. Blame. We'll go start our business somewhere else for sure. And yeah, and that and that's where that's we start. Count. That's how that's yeah. where we start this. Yeah. That's where we start talking about Southeast Denver. Yeah, for sure. but you. So when we met, you were DJing, weren't you? Wasn't that you? You had like some night gig. You were going down, like you were working all day, and then you were mm-hmm. like going down <laughs> to do the the night shift on yeah. the radio, some local show, right? Wasn't no, that? I was I was a, a K one hundred four. K one hundred four. K one hundred four. I got hired uh, in in twenty twelve mm-hmm. um, to to be an overnight DJ. And and this groom and grow in the company. 
Yeah. And uh, it was a great experience, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I worked there for like six and a half years. Uh, I ended up having number one shows, winning some awards for, yeah. for my radio shows. That's and, right. You were like winning every like yeah, hip hop show, rap show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. DJ. yeah. Yeah, it was it was cool. What know? were some of the things you won? Uh, well, my, in my first uh, year, um, D Magazine not uh, put me as one of the top ten radio shows in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, and I was the only uh, radio jock from a hip hop station. But yeah. I was overnight. Yeah, that was so. It was like, well, what is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's an <laughs> overnight guy. And that, um, you know, that from there, I was able to uh, gain momentum to be able to be one of the guys who pretty much facilitated what we see and hear on the radio right now all across the world. And that is you get to hear DF Dub rappers. Yeah. We didn't have a, uh, a represent a, 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 any um, Dallas, Fort Worth rappers. And I'm talking about the entire Metroplex. You know, the Post Malones, the Yellow Beezies, all these big names now, I played a part in breaking their records and 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 getting us getting deals done for them. And and, and in the meantime, I still have to do my music. Yeah. You know, so I played a very pivotal part in that. And I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was cool. Uh, uh, awards that I won um, music wise, I won in 2015. I won the best underground Southern rapper. You know, in 2015, then that was at the the Underground Music Awards in New York at BB King's. What? That's crazy. Yeah, that was great. Oh wow, that was great, man. That was a great moment. Um, and then I won uh, Best Mixtape in in 2017, mm-hmm. and I won I won Best Hip Hop Artist in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Man, so yeah. So what kept you from just going to Dallas and doing the Dallas thing? Just this is home. Money. This is where, yeah. Money, honest, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you got. I was only getting paid like twelve dollars an hour at the radio station. Oh man. And we, those were like four or five hour shifts. Yeah. So any money that I was making from my music pretty much had to go towards handling the bills. Yeah. Along with the radio check. So and whatever I had left over, taking care of the home, I had to reinvest in my business just so I could pay bills instead of the business reinvesting in itself yeah and, so and Denton's cheap compared to dallas so yeah but now, i mean now it's probably better to move to dallas <laughs> the way the rent is, rent is here yeah <laughs> yeah it's getting there yeah, yeah. so that's pretty much why i had to leave you know ready it wasn't enough money in it and if, if any time was going to be the best time to leave and focus on my business and my craft and get the money I needed, then it, it's now. So that's what I did. So when did you split off from the radio? Last year. Okay. Yeah. So now you're like focusing on um, a- AV the Great? Specifically, for sure. Yeah. My, so, no fake handshakes, my brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so how long, that's is that like your label or? Yes, yeah, my label, lifestyle brand, and, okay. uh, and, and clothing as well. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So what's the band like now? Is it a? got trumpets and trombones and everything i haven't, like <laughs> I haven't done any band shows in so long man. oh man i'm gonna get back to it um just tell people to show up it's then yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how it happened <laughs> that's, that's awesome. pretty much how it happened. that's awesome yeah 
for sure. That's so cool. So what have you had uh, come out? Like what records you have out there available? Like, oh, and let me, that's a whole other question. Yeah. When you release things now, is it by record? Are you just doing it like track by track? Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, or are you putting it all together and saying this is a product? Uh, like, how do you market that? It's uh, my last project was um, No Fake Handshakes, you know, the album. Okay. And um, that came out uh, November 11th, 11 11, mm-hmm. uh, 2019. And 11 11 was the whole um, marketing push towards it. And, you know, it just stuck, you know, and it was very personal number for me. And it worked out very well. And uh, we ended up doing, uh, right now we sit at 1.5 million streams for mm. that album. And that's six, six months in, you know, so that's pretty good. That is really good. Yeah, so uh, capturing that momentum. And uh, and we also, we released that project. That's a 15-song project, but it's only like 40 minutes. Um, that project was released in conjunction with uh, uh, Equity Distribution, which is uh, tied in with Rock Nation. It's Rock Nation's new distribution service. Okay. So, so was, what does Rock Nation do? Where would I know that name? Rock Nation, that's Jay-Z's record label. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. So That's cool. Uh, it's it's doing really good. Uh, it's, I mean, it's probably the best album. It's not probably. It is the best album that's came out in 2019 and 2020 yeah. thus far. Point blank period. If you go and listen to it, yeah, that's what it is. So where can I find it? Everywhere, everywhere. They like it's is when people ask me that question. Just I, I always ask them, where do you listen to music yeah, at? No fake handshakes. Yeah. Look it up. It's Av the Great. No fake handshakes. Man. Point blank. Period. It's cool. it's everywhere. I have two songs that I have released this year, uh, gearing up towards my new my next project, okay, uh, which would be Trap Sinatra. Um, so I do have two two singles that I put out this year. That's a great name. <laughs> It's tight, Trap right? Sinatra. Trap Sinatra. Yeah, it's tight, amazing. Right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's my type of name like, right cool. there. Yeah, man, I've been busy. Have you been? Busy? I haven't. Yeah, I've been hibernating at all. I've been. But my I mean, most as busy. far as putting projects out, uh, or no, nah, man, I've put out eleven projects in eleven years. Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's and that's why you know eleven projects, eleven years. Released it on eleven eleven. Oh, wow. I found out I was going to have a daughter at eleven eleven p.m. Yeah. You know, I uh, wore the number eleven. Uh, in sports, you know, so that number is it's pretty pretty important. Yeah, for sure. Wow, that's crazy. I've been busy. <laughs> You've been busy. I've been busy, yeah. man. Nonstop, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. To make it in the world today as an artist, you've really got to be playing shows, right? Somewhat. I mean, it, it just really depends on um, your angle, your goal. Yeah. You know, shows aren't for everybody. What about for you? Do you do, like the live show or do you like pushing the product i don't like doing shows i like doing events yeah okay. i like creating moments yeah you know so yeah. you know like virgo bash we do that around our birthday meet with me and miller the mayor we do it in september and every time it's a it's a event that you can't miss in this city where is that at uh we've done it at haley's we've done it at andy's this year we're going to do it at Rubber Gloves, but it's going to do it. It's going to be a two day event. The first day is going to be a yacht party, and the second day, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be nice. It's yeah. going to be a yacht party right there on uh, on Louisville Lake, and the second day we're going to do uh, Rubber Gloves. That's yeah, so cool. It's man. going to be amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So, cool. what's the date for that? Uh, I think what is this? September fourteenth and fifteenth. I think. 
something like that. I have to look, but it's yeah. it's middle of September for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, a Friday and a Saturday. Man, that is awesome. We got you covered, didn't for sure. That's so cool. So, where else have you been playing? Do you do uh, Harvest House at all? I've not? never had a show at Harvest House. I've I've like rapped a song there, featured on a song with Fab Deuce when they had a show, but I've never done a show show at Harvest House. Okay, um, that's all going to be timing. Yeah, you know, you know, right opportunity, right money. Yeah, you know, I, I'm there for it. Um, but I'm just like I'm just not into doing one-off shows, and I'm very particular about how many shows I do and didn't. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, I'm I'm on my traveling, touring type stuff right now. So, so where do you travel to? Uh, well, actually, my the tour was was a ten city tour. Uh, it was uh, at three shows in in Los Angeles, New York. Um, I had Chicago, had two in Atlanta, Miami, um, Ditton, Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, and um, it was another city on the schedule. But this was supposed to happen. Right as it all shut down. Right as it all shut down. Man. Yeah, for sure. So does all that get rescheduled now? Yeah, we was trying to reschedule. That's Man. it. No fake handshake stores. And that's what's crazy is everybody's in the same boat. I mean, everybody, the whole world like shuts down, you know? Yeah. Like so like all that booking tickets and all that stuff is just evaporated. Yeah. Yeah. You know. What's your favorite uh city to play? It's gotta be didn't still. It's home. Yeah. Home is home. <laughs> yeah. My my dream is to I I have two venues I want to sell out in my lifetime, answer. and that's uh the Super Pit and uh Madison Square Garden. Those are my those have always been my goals in life <laughs> with music. Awesome. I wanna sell those out as a headline artist. Man, why don't we have more shows at the Super Pit? You need to, man. Let's put it together. I feel like back in the day they used to have they shows, they right? Used to. We can put it together. Let's yeah. do, let's go. I know Come a on, guy. Man. Let's make it happen. <laughs> let's go. We need to do it once a year, <laughs> man. <laughs> one, one big one. We'll do the yacht yacht party, and then we'll do the super pit. Absolutely. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Absolutely. Who are some of the guys you collaborate with here in Denton right now? Because you mentioned yeah. a couple. Uh, Fab Deuce, I remember. Yeah. Uh, used to live next door to Pudge. Yeah. If you remember him. Yeah. Um, what was the name? Juicy. Juicy the Emissary. Yeah, Juicy the Emissary is yeah. one. Uh, who else do you collaborate with? Uh, me and uh, Gas House Smitty. Uh, we released an album together called Bunkin' One on One, which, and the, the lead single, Bunkin', was, um, it, it got like over 300 radio spins across the nation. Mm. It did really well. Um, that's that's my main collaborator. And what, uh, what is, is he a... Uh, He's from Southeast Ditton as well. But is he doing like mixing track or uh, he like track writing rapper? Okay. Yeah, he raps. Um, also, I mean, I collaborate with pretty much anybody who wants to work with me as long yeah. as it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can name names off, you know, you know, the Jay Woes and the Fab Deuces. Uh, June Jetson is doing really well right now and uh, Wooda's doing good. But I work in such a fast pace. I don't get to do a lot of collaborations because I'm the type of guy I'm making a song and if you're not there when I'm doing it, it's going to get done yeah. without you. Yeah. If I invite you over to do a song and you don't come in time, it's done, it's done. You know, I'm moving on to the next, you know? So mm -hmm. 
You don't have time. I don't have time at all. <laughs> I don't have time at all. Yeah. My mind moves too fast. And when I want something done, I, I get it done. That's it. And that's probably why you have such a high output right now. Yeah. I mean, if you're putting out that many records yeah. yearly, yeah, then it it's your... Uh, <clears throat> well, that's great, though. That's one of the hardest things for an artist to do is get it done. You know, right. have a finished product. And be confident in that. That's what Doug Burr's biggest problem is. Yeah. We sit there and we can work on this stupid little thing that doesn't make the song any better or worse. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's done. It's very technical. You're just yeah. trying to, it's like he, yeah. it's a, I don't know what it is. It's a confidence thing. Right. You don't have the confidence just to right. turn it out sometimes. Yeah. I'm working on that with him. I, yeah. I wonder if he listens to this. We'll <laughs> Doug's cool, though. Like, yeah. yeah he, you you know good. Doug? Yeah, I know Doug. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> Doug, for sure. He's cool. Doug's put the awesome. music out, Doug. Just put it out, man. That's what we need to do is get you both <clears throat> in the same room, see what happens, and then maybe he can pick up on some of this yeah. you know, uh, committing to yeah. <laughs> releasing the, the, the hardest part <laughs> I find is I have too much music and knowing when to release it. Because, I mean, for example, when quarantine happened, and since then I've recorded a, a whole album. And then I've, <laughs> That's awesome. you know, then I've recorded yeah. two EPs. Yeah. And then I have maybe like another 10 tracks that I don't know what I'm going to do with. Yeah. You know. That's maybe like thirty tracks since <laughs> quarantine, and it's like I don't have, my budget can't keep up with my releases, so that's, I have to. That's so good, man. You know, I have to, you know, put it. in, But I have, I do, I stay releasing. You know. So what do you mostly work in? Like what software or Pro Tools? Okay, your Pro Tools. Yeah, yeah, I'm Pro Tools for sure. Uh, do you? Uh, how do you put your samples together? Like how do you build a track? What's kind of the nuts and bolts of it? Samples, um, drum machine. You know, I, I usually. I get the beat. I just find a, a beat that I like. It's already made. I really don't get into uh, any pre-production oh, like okay. I used to. Yeah. I these days I uh, you just already got to know what I like and I go from there. Mm -hmm. I pay pay for the beat and I do all the post-production from there. Yeah, man. There's so much out there now yeah. too. I just started <clears throat> recording a little bit more with Doug and kind of going through all the stems and yeah like all the stuff that's out there that's really high quality yes i remember back in the day we yeah. used to have the little cd roms with like snare hit you know <laughs> right chopped up beats and all right. that stuff right uh throw it in the mpc 2000 right that my okay bit. that was yeah. my machine mpc 2000 back in the day yeah man and uh but it was like hard it was hard to yeah. like sound good and have like something tight that yeah. sounded good yeah but now it's just all there man it's all there the, the yeah. internet has made it very accessible to find quality beats yeah as a mc and even as for anybody else if you just if you're just a writer there's absolutely no reason why you cannot find the sound that you are looking for you're just lazy point yeah. blank period yeah yeah yeah. So you lay it all in in Pro Tools. And so when you write a song, are you thinking these are the lyrics? Let's let's find a, a beat that matches what I have. Or do you have the beat? And then you're like, man, this is what I'm feeling on this one. Um, it it depends. It, it goes both ways. Sometimes I wake up in a spirit with, 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 with words just rambling in my head. And I was like, okay, this is how I'm feeling today. And yeah. then I go find the beat. And then sometimes I just sit at home 
while I'm maybe doing my Forex and Bitcoin and playing mm-hmm. with the kids or whatever, and I just play beats until I find something that I like, and the beat is always going to tell you what to say. Yeah. So it goes both ways. So you're inspired by the sound. <clears throat> you're inspired by the beat and the groove. Yes. A little bit sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes that's that's what it is, and yeah. And sometimes it's inspired about what I see. You know, I may be out and I'm feeling a certain type of way, and then. Words start coming to me, and I just got to go find the beat for the rhythm, you yeah. know, both ways. So sure. t- topically, what do you write about? What do I not write about is probably Everything. a better question. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it it just depends on the record uh, as far as the album that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the No Fake Handshakes album, uh, which is it's it's pretty much a... It's across the board. You get a lot of different uh, subject matter. You get fun party stuff. You get deep, insightful stuff. You get relationship stuff. You get street stuff. You get amped up and want to go party, but it's still one cohesive, you know, sound. Yeah, that's just stream, just seamless. Mm-hmm. You, you know that it, it fits in pocket. And um, I don't. One thing I don't like. Is being put in a box. I know what my sound is, but I don't never want to be putting in a box as if like, okay, you're a conscious rapper or you're a gangster rapper or you're no. I'm, I'm a human being, bro. We yeah. all we got so many emotions going through us, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna talk about everything, yeah. point blank, period. And I'm gonna be very cocky with it too, and I'm gonna let you know I'm probably one of the best rappers ever to do it, <laughs> at, and and, yeah. and all of it. So. The legend of Southeast Little D. <laughs> exactly. Have you heard that before? The legend of or Southeast did I come up Little with that? D. You yeah. just came up with it. I like it. It's fresh. And I wrote that down like in your in my show notes. I was like, Christopher Avant, A.V. the Great, legend, legend of, of Southeast, Southeast Little D. D. I like that. That was fresh. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. So uh, not much more where that came from. Man, that's awesome. It's so cool to kind of hear like your process and where it all comes from. And yeah, I mean, you really are. Uh, uh, I mean, man, you're so Denton. Yeah. You're like the most Denton, Denton artist. Yeah. That there is and playing shows all over the place. I mean, yeah. Man, that's incredible. Yeah, you can definitely catch me at RT's on the balcony writing a song with headphones on. Yeah. Or at a, somewhere at a pool hall at a mm-hmm. bar with headphones on listening to beats until I find words to write. And Maybe. people know if you see him in a corner, don't come talk to me until I get up because I'm <laughs> writing. You know, like people know this, and I respect uh, that the the city allows me to do that all over. That's awesome. Sure. So, who would you say are your big influences? Like you say, you know what your sound is. Where did you decide that's your sound? Was it like who who influenced that? What influenced that? I guess because I listen to so much music. Yeah. It's just jumbled up into well, like. Well, I'm, who do you listen to? Oh What's man! Your- <laughs> I mean, yesterday I was listening to uh, Coltrane. Coltrane. Uh, yeah. Oh Jack, yeah, yeah, Jack. John. Yeah, 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 John Coltrane. Yeah, John Coltrane. Yeah. yeah, I was I was listening to him uh, yesterday, uh, maybe for a good two three hours. The uh, Love but, Supreme. That yeah. was the record. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. And then um, Jay Z. Uh-huh. Um, Tupac, UGK, um, Lil Wayne, um, Talib Kweli, Erica Badu, Sade, um, very deep into uh, soul and, and, and disco. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, 
but mostly just the southern energy of mm-hmm. uh, the beats and sounds of the, it's like street gospel, you mm-hmm. know, is is the energy that I tr- probably with my beats that I try to, that I feel within that I try to find and bring out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, down home country blues, but with very hard bass and a lot of rhythm and horns sometimes and samples. I just, as soon as you hear, I want it, you, I want, I want your soul to shake, no matter mm-hmm. if it's an amped up song or a soothing song. As soon mm-hmm. as that beat comes mm-hmm. on, I want you to feel a certain type of way. Well, when I hear horns, sometimes I think of like the like New Orleans, yeah, like almost like the Dixieland, yeah, jazz type stuff, yeah. Uh, and I heard that like I remember I'll never forget the image walking by Andy's when you're playing and there, it's just insanity up there. Yeah. Um, but that's what I, I, you know, it's that that's what's so weird and crazy about Denton, Texas. You have you have all these influences in one melting pot because we have the jazz school here, even yeah. though like we're not, I've never been directly related to anything at the jazz school. We're still highly influenced by all the people who drop out of the jazz school and, yeah. and come play in our bands. Right. Right. So man, it's got a crazy thing going on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always going to be vibrant. Such a melting pot yeah. of, of music and so many, Good records here. With, Absolutely. Got recycled records and Mad World. And yeah. I mean, just folks that yeah, turn you on to stuff too. I mean, very supportive scene. We, we have to find a way to mm-hmm. be able to get it out more to the people. Mm-hmm. I um, you know, people have podcasts these days. You know, uh, people have, uh, we have didn't ready, didn't com. We have Kuzu, but we still don't, what we lack is a marketing, branding the city mm-hmm. you know um we don't have an, the right resources to get it out to the people and that that needs yeah. to be focused on because this is a music city yeah, it's it respected is. worldwide and we we don't take advantage of that it's weird why do you think that is because all the money's going in the wrong places <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah pretty much but also every time it seemed like the music here was marketed it was almost like not they didn't get it they didn't understand what what the real vibey didn't stuff was it was uh i don't know how to describe it but there has been a little bit of promotion and for me denton is a music yeah seeing a music town but the things that get promoted and pushed aren't our top level artists it seems mm-hmm. like some of those people are busy doing their own thing to be able to you know be involved with anything like that yeah i don't know i don't know what it is you know, know when the is. festivals were here you, you have one time one point in time we had 35 didn't mm-hmm. we had oaktopia yeah uh, we had thin line and we had of course we had the blues fest and we had the jazz fest mm-hmm. and i think it was something else but all these things were going on at one time and uh the amount of attraction and money that this city made mm-hmm. we revived the square Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We revived it. It yeah. was so dead. Yeah, the uh I think it was called that year that it really took off 35 Conferet. That, that was the first year. Maybe. Uh, yeah. 
I think that was the first year. But, well, it was north by 35 for like one or two years. And then it was 35 Conferet, which confused a lot of people. Yeah. And then it became 35D. 35D. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that the whole city, every venue had a it great was, lineup, oh, national man. acts and local acts. Yes. As a music town, how did, how did we lose all those cool little festivals? Where did they all go? Uh well, I mean, they really didn't have the support of the city. Exactly. They uh, they had the support of the the local folks and the the business people that put their money on the line to make right, it happen. Right. But they should have gotten some help. Like you know, Jazz Fest yeah. gets a lot of help from the city. Right. They get a big amount of hot funds. Um, right. Um. So. Yeah. Uh. You know, this time around, I mean, it's going to come back. Um. I mean, I have some ideas. I like to really expand Virgo Bash maybe get some of that hot funds or get in uh, contact with the right investors and, you know, do it the right way, do it the big way. Yeah. But, you know, more condensed. Think it, I think I can do it, you know? So uh, mm -hmm. just a matter of time, you know, but we just got to get some, we got to get our focus on like what is Ditton again. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've kind of lost our way uh, about who we are and we cannot forget that this is, a very strong arts and performing city. Mm -hmm. Point blank period. Yeah, yeah. No, Point blank period, man. Absolutely. No. People come here for that vibe. Yeah, and you know, we lost a couple of venues too. Yeah, Rubber, we did. Rubber Gloves went away. Yeah. JJ's went away for yeah. a while. You know? Yeah, I'm glad Rubber Gloves is back and his back is, looks so good. How it you, does. Oh, it looks like, amazing. It feels clean, which is weird. It's like, oh, you, 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 guys, right. I, you guys clean these toilets. <laughs> right. What the hell? Yeah. The, my, the expansion yeah. is great. I not, was like. Not my rubber gloves. Yeah. 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 No, it's, man, it's, it's a good crazy. expansion, though, man. They did such a good job. They did really it. good. The outdoor stage is killer. Yes. Yes. Man. Yeah, I'm, man. I can't wait to get busy in there. Yeah. yeah awesome. And sure. that's a just geographically, that venue has always been in southeast didn't southeast didn't yeah. yeah well it's actually it's in between two sets of tracks yeah you know? and that weird yeah <laughs> it's got like one little set of tracks here one right. set of tracks here right but yeah it's you know the ready mix is right there and then yeah. you got your face in all southeast Denton. that that has been like the middle ground like that's yeah. the bridge you know yeah and that's the metaphor is like music is the bridge absolutely that everybody can get behind yeah Maybe this is what brings us together, you know. That's that's what's kept us this town together in the yeah. mix of you know turmoil or or people not necessarily agreeing with each other, but it's always been the music. Yeah, you know, the music has always been the message. You can I could be saying the same thing on Facebook and somebody want to argue with me, but I can say this the same thing in a song and they'll be singing it along to it. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just real. Facebook is crazy right now. I absolutely. You can't. I was can't blocked stand. on Instagram for seven days, so that's how y'all saw me on Facebook so much. What happened? What you do? I was. Uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was manually deleting uh, people I follow. Yeah, I, yeah, I had yeah. to clean up my followers list. I they get like, after you if you do too many. I did too many, and too they, many things, they they yeah. thought that I was paying for stuff. A bot. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, what? So I ended up on Facebook at the right time. Yeah. 
right when this stuff was popping off. So I know everybody's like, why? I haven't. He hasn't been on Facebook forever. Like, it's but, not worth it, man. Yeah. Oh but, my god. No, nah, it's good though. I, I'm here. I, I'll be. Yeah. I'll stay on Facebook. Man, the real life is so much better. Like, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Real what are your th- way better? Yeah, yeah. So what what are your thoughts of the uh, protests and uh, all the Black Lives Matters activities that have been going on downtown? What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are me, you, um, everybody listening, mm-hmm. older, our age, your age, younger than me. We failed. Mm-hmm. We failed. Our parents failed. Our grandparents failed. We shouldn't even be doing this in twenty twenty. Yeah. We failed. I failed. You failed. Everybody failed. Yeah. The younger generation should not be seeing this on TV right now, point blank, period. Hmm. We failed, and we got to do something about it right now. Yeah. Now's the time. Now is the time. Yeah. Because I don't, who wants to be protesting on these matters in 2030? Yeah. What do you think fixes the systemic problems we've got right now? I mean, it's it's pretty much obvious uh, that we've we have thirty six million dollars or something like that going towards uh, police uh, right now, and and we have like one point seven going towards uh, resources in the city, community resources. We're putting way too much pressure on the officers to handle things that they're not they're not really trained to do. I mean, like. Yeah, like a problem comes along, it's oh like okay, God. the cops can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. that's like that's that's mm-hmm. so unfair to them, mm-hmm. and uh, it's unfair to us because we don't have the resources to move forward and be better people as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the answer is not just keep on pumping money into putting us in jail, uh, or, or or violence. You know, or this how this is how things like this happens. Why are we protesting because. We, you have people that don't have the resources to do better. Yeah. And they don't, the people that, the organizations that can't help them, they run out of resources and, and they're having to do uh, fundraisers and stuff like this. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we just have to do better at prioritizing our budgets and putting everybody in the right respectful position that they need to be to move forward and be successful in life. Yeah, That, that includes the officers and that includes uh, uh, people like myself and especially the younger generation coming up. Yeah, You know what I mean? There's, there's absolutely no reason why there's expansion at the juvenile detention center, but we still have an alternative school right there that that could be a arts and performing or a magnet school. We can be putting money towards that. Mm-hmm. We probably want to focus on the alternative kids before they get to the juvenile detention center. You probably want to put more money right there. Oh, 100%, and before yeah. that, you probably want to put more money into yeah. into the school system. We probably need to pay more for the teachers. We we probably need to put some uh some get get some of these officers' mental health issues. I mean, you got to understand these guys are out here. They may see a murder. Then the next call, they may see a, a woman or a man being abused in their home. Then they may next call may see a kid being abused. Yeah. you don't think they got PTSD? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. but oh, it's the toughest job in the world. Man. Yeah, like, and, and they get paid like shit. Yeah. you know what I mean. And and they were, then we're asking them to handle homelessness. Yeah, 
And mental health crisis. And mental health crisis. And addiction. Yeah. And that's that's not their job. That's crazy. Yeah. That's not their job. It's kind of so, like what, what's that? What's that term? If all you have is a hammer, all you see is nails. Yeah. It's like so. What are you going? They yeah. get trained to shoot, dude. Yeah. I mean, point blank, arrest, shoot, go to jail. That's all. That that's what they get trained to do. And the training is like, it's so minimum to actually become a police officer. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're I mean, undertrained under really as as I mean, people are that's kind of the talk of this week is defund the police, but that's that's the key. We so, have sometimes to sometimes they're underfunded. As far as like training, it's like maybe we train them more, you know. Maybe yeah. we just focus on training them in the places where they need to be trained. And but more importantly, if you can we need to train us. Yeah, we need to train yeah. our community. Yeah, yeah. So defund police is not this thing where people, you know, where we're like, because, excuse me, my language, a dumbass is going to say, why pay the police less? We're not saying that. If anything, you probably want to raise their pay, but take away a lot of the things that they are that being they asked to do. To do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take yeah. some of that, take a lot of that budget. And put it over here where it needs to be. So when you when you when you're taking care of the mental health crisis, when you're talk, taking care of uh, discrimination, when you're taking care of uh, all of these pl- things that you know needs to be taken care of in this, for every city to do better, then you're going to have less police interaction where they have to arrest less people. When you give the people the resources to thrive and be better people, you're going to have less people in jail. And a better community. Better community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The more successful people, the more money we have in our city. That's right. So, I mean, that's where we're at with it. And it, I could get deeper into it, but. Well, you paying attention to the eight can't wait thing. I've seen a lot of that. And I know uh, Chief Dixon yeah. has responded. Uh, I haven't read much. I haven't had time to read much into it. But do you have any thoughts on some of those things that he's putting out? I mean, a lot of those things are basic and already exist. And some of them are good, and then some of them is like, eh. Now, we have our own eight can't wait. The real didn't eight can't wait, you know. And uh, we've been, uh, you know, developed by the people. And we've been sending it to the mayor, and we've been sending it to the city council. I'll read it right here, actually, you know, for people that want to know. You know, didn't's real eight can't wait, you know, is, uh, you know, draft a formal commitment from city council to address residents Concerns beyond reviewing police use of force policies, including but not limited to heavily increasing funds for community development and social services. Uh, two would be establish a new ad hoc committee that addresses needs as determined by community members most affected by policing and not the mayor. Uh, number three would be identity. Identify all are- areas in which police and policing are unnecessary. You got me? Yeah. Sorry. It's just a headphone. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Three, identify all areas in which police and policing uh, are unnecessary for public safety. Uh, four would be develop a comprehensive analysis of how didn't police spend their time and their funds. Uh, five would be create an audit of past budget increases that is easily accessible and easy to comprehend. Six would be develop a budget that adequately addresses the needs of the black community and all other communities that have long gone under been underserved by increasing funds for community development and social services and decreasing funds for police. 
Uh, seven would be established mechanisms to empower historically marginalized and vulnerable residents to determine how future budgets will serve them. And eight would be give the communities who are most impacted by social services oversight over how social service funds are being managed. So that's our eight can't wait. Yeah, and that's spe- that specifically speaks to what is happening in Denton, what yes. you see in Denton, what the weaknesses are here in Denton. Yes. Because we don't have the same problems that a lot of other cities have. We don't. Yeah, it's a different different animal here. <clears throat> you know, we don't see I mean we we do have a lot of the same issues, but uh, yeah, I don't know how to frame that. It's D- Denton's different. You can't do a one size fit fits all. Right. Yeah, situation here. Yes, I mean, A Can't Wait is cool. I mean, that's a little thing they have going on everywhere, but we have specific issues in this city, like you just said. Uh, What do you think about this? From 2010 to 2019, uh, the police budgets averaged nearly $27 million, while community development and social services averaged only $477,000. Yeah. Well, I mean, police police are going to be a big budget. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what our, are we a billion dollar budget? Is that what our budget is? So, yeah. Uh, or is it, wait, is it billion or is it a hundred million? I think it's hundred million is where we're at. I think we're at a hundred million uh, for the for city, city buddy. Yeah. City services and all that. Oh, so man, I'm not sure. please take up out. about, what is it? 27 million. So 27%. From 2020, 2010 to 2019, that's been the average, uh, in 2019, mm-hmm. It's thirty-six million in addition to the nearly sixty-two million bond package, mm-hmm. twenty nineteen and twenty. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to look at all of it. Uh, but yeah, I think like the big thing is, you know, we don't invest that much into our our city. Uh, as, exactly. You know, into our community. We have a couple of programs here and there, but they're, you know, like for instance, we have the downtown tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is you have, they basically, they set a marker and said, any taxes that go over this marker goes mm-hmm. back into, it must be spent in this area. So it's really good for a, for community development as far as like, okay, I'm going to invest in this area mm-hmm. because the taxes that I pay get spent on my area. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, but that's really for the entertainment area. Mm-hmm down here like right downtown um you could see something like that but then okay but here's here's the other side of that when you start investing in southeast denton yeah how do you keep it from gentrifying how do you keep it from pushing out folks that have lived there forever and making it uh you know people buying lots up and putting putting stuff up that actually gentrifies that area add to the the culture that's already there yeah because we haven't seen that much right now like so far yeah that hasn't happened too much from what i can tell it's it's happening but not too much but i mean that's that's what we're going towards yeah you you invest in the people that are there on the ground invest in the people that are there Mm -hmm. you basically just coming and do what you want moving them out Mm -hmm. or not even investing in the in the people that are 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 from that area Mm -hmm. that's it's, it's it's not fair, you know. I mean, if you if you switch it around, and it was you know we come over here to the square, and um, you know we start moving people out, or what I mean, or we just start changing everything, buying up everything, and, and changing stuff, and not trying to add to the what didn't is. Mm-hmm. We try to make this New York. Mm-hmm. We try to make this L.A. We try to make this Dallas. 
Let's let's rename everything around here all <laughs> all all Austin bars on Sixth Street. Yeah. Come on, let's do it. Kill me now. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh not it's not going yeah. yeah. So that's basically the people are gonna be like, uh, I'm out of here. This isn't what I came here for. This isn't what not what I remember it as. Mm-hmm. And you got you have to invest in your people. You have to invest in the in the culture that is already there. How can you expand it? The best things that happen mm. to companies is People want to join the company that's already growing. Mm-hmm. The companies that fail are usually because you have people butting heads and then they go off to start their own thing. Mm-hmm. Now you got five people trying to do the same thing, but on their own. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you can come in and, and add to something that's already going. Yeah. I'm just using myself, for example, it's other people that have things going on. But like if you in, come to me and say, how can I invest in no fake handshakes? Mm-hmm. I I have a lot over here I want to buy and I want to invest in your business. Great. I have answers for you. Mm-hmm. You're adding to the culture. You're adding to the people from over in this area that's been, uh, you know, we haven't been taken care of, you know, mm-hmm. point blank period. Mm-hmm. We've just been forgotten about. Figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. So w- when are you gonna run for council? Never, <laughs> never. Oh, come on, man. I've been I've been asked a few times. I'm I'm, I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm focused on. I'm focused on 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 running this this business mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and um, you don't want to be part of that mess. Let other people. I don't like politics. I don't like politicians. So I, I'm, oh, I'm good, man. Um, yeah. I, I I I couldn't run as a Democrat or a Republican either. You know, I'm because I'm just very much in the middle, and I just. I believe in what's right. Yeah. Who are some of the leaders coming out of the the neighborhood right now? I mean, you, you, uh, who's, who's the woman running for District 1 right now? Uh, I cannot I remember her name. Who would you say some of the leaders in Southeast Denton are? Who are the people that uh, re- reach out and bring people together out there? Who would you say? I think uh, Tammy Bradley is doing a good job. Yeah. And she helps run Claire's Kitchen. Okay. Um, I think she's doing a good job. Um, um, Manuel, Manuel, my cousin. Um, really, uh, Miss Mr. Bobby at uh, at the MLK Center. Yeah, Mr. Bobby. Yeah. Um, and really, that's right now. I would say that's it. Besides myself, um, you know, you have people who are focused on growing their business, but as far as 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 I would consider as like. Like just leaders, it's in the works right now. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's not a lot of leadership in this city. Period. Yeah, it's it's, it's it really isn't. If we're just gonna be honest, mm-hmm. there there isn't like a lot of good leadership in this city right now. But mm-hmm. I think right now, it's happening. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The Great Awakening is right now. So let me ask you this: If you could wave a magic wand and see Denton for you know what you want it to be for your newborn in 10 years like what would it look like in 10 years yeah um it would be a lot more resources to help the marginalized um it would be more people uh, investing in the city not in just in the city but the people in the city um the lowest crime rate 
in the world, mm-hmm. the most money made in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not expansions on jails, but you know, expansions on schools. A lot of love, community development, and resources. Like the model, the absolute model for the world. Yeah. That's what it would be. No, I agree. You know, that's something I've always said about Denton is the opportunity we have right now with what we have here is to lead the world on what it looks like to be a small, you know. We have such a great opportunity right now. Yeah. It's it's right here in our hands. Mm Mm-hmm. And the city continues to grow. We already have the, um, you know, the, the most students in, in the DFW Metroplex out of all colleges, they attend UNT. You know, it has the largest attendance of m- more people than TCU, more people to SMU. Yeah. I mean. And UNT, TWU, yes. NCTC. We got Absolutely. three colleges here. Yeah, we have yeah. T. Yeah, right there in this area. And really, th- this is very important in and I love that, but we definitely need to pay more attention to the locals in Denton. Mm-hmm. Denton is not just college, mm-hmm. and it's very unfair to people like me and and guys who and girls, ladies who were raised here, we're just forgotten, pushed to a side, mm-hmm. in a lot of instances. The city was here before the colleges. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the colleges didn't make the city. It just makes the city a lot of money. Man, I tell you, when when I hear people say Denton's a college town, I'm like, yeah, you don't. So I never went to college here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are you saying about me? Yeah, exactly. Is that not my town? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like it. I mean, once uh, you, it's a whole other world when you you know you pass Eagle. Yeah, and you pass uh, Bell. So yeah. that's awesome, man. Well, uh, so tell me about some of the things you got coming up. You got the record coming out. You're going to have some show dates eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. The next time I'll be on stage will be in September. Um, And then from there, you know, we'll hopefully the the world will open back up and be safe enough for me to travel. (laughs) Yeah. I do have a newborn at home, so I, you know, I'm very particular about where I'm going to be traveling how many people I am going to be around. Even yeah. when I do protest, you know, I'm very, you know, standoffish, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just worried about that. Yeah. Um, gotta be safe. You gotta be, man. Yeah. Mean, you gotta be in these times. Uh, I, it's, it's very too, it's too early to, to be opening up bars right now. I really think that um, I don't like that, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. New record Trap Sinatra is coming out. Uh, it'll be, it'll consist of 11 songs. Uh, I do have uh, two EPs that I'll try to get out by the end of the year. A lot of videos, uh, but my, my main focus is, you know, everybody, if you hear this, the No Fake Handshakes album. No Fake Handshakes, No Fake Handshakes. Uh, buy the apparel online, nofakehandshakes.net. Um, that's it, man. No Fake Handshakes. Follow me everywhere. AV the Great. You and, know? And, and now it's like No Handshakes. No yeah. More yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, fist bumps <laughs> yeah, until air, you got air fist bumps. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Until you guys learn how to wash your hands, man. Absolutely. That's awesome. No fake handshakes. Yeah. Check it out, man. 
Chris. So good catching up with you, man. Hey, man, it's good to talk I'm to you, Glenn. So glad you came on. Yeah, thank something. you for helping me in the beginning um, of my career, man. Dude, I really appreciate yeah, that. Happy to do it, man. Uh, yeah. And glad that I can take what you're doing now and amplify it and get it out there. I mean, absolutely, shoot, man. Happy, happy to. There do was it. no Southeast didn't artist, uh, hip hop artist, really to perform on the square. Mm-hmm. Until you gave me that green light. <laughs> oh, come on, man. No, I'm serious. Man. I mean, we were stuck over there with nowhere nowhere to perform. Yeah. Oh, man. So you That's broke how... down the door uh, uh, for that to happen. Man, I was so thank happy, you. happy to do it. It was, yeah. It was, uh, you know, I see it as good music and just so originally Denton, you know, yeah. that uh, was happy to do it and glad to, glad to hear about all the stuff you're doing now, man. Yeah. I can't, can't wait to hear the new tracks and. Yeah. And see what you're up to. Yeah, it's always sure. just been good. So good yeah. music is good music. So absolutely, man. man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on, man. And thanks for having me. Well, that's it. Av the Great, the legend of Southeast Little D. Great guy. Go support him. No fake handshakes is the record. Look it up. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening.